Warning, the following podcast contains adult language and childish comedy. Listener discretion is advised. And now, please adjust your headphone volume to an unreasonable level and enjoy the most dynamic and electrifyingly entertaining podcast ever to conquer cyberspace. Hello, friends, and welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created, the amazing pop culture podcast, Starring Dags and Rest. Today, we have a powerful show today. We are going to be talking about movie roles that were turned down by the actors. And also, we have a powerful song of the day. And now, somewhere deep in cyberspace, back from the beach, is the newly ordained minister, Mike Rez. <laughs> Hello, Dags. Hello, amazing friends. Yes, a lot, lot has changed since the last time we have spoken. And becoming an ordained minister was just one of them. Now tell us about that. You're now Minister Mike Rez. I am. DJ Miker Minister Mike Rez. Yeah, it's a lot. It's going to be a lot to fit on my it is. my official business card. I have to put minister, podcaster, radio host, safety facilitator, resin poor artist. God, it's just too yes. much. Oh my God, I'm telling you. There was a... Uh, it's easy to do. It's funny because I have a, I have like three other friends who are ordained because they've married different people in their lives. Like one of my friends um, presided over the service for his mom and his stepdad. And I've had friends do their sisters and brothers' weddings and stuff. So I looked it up, looked into it, and uh, yeah, you all you have to do is put your name down, fill out like a quick form, and you are officially an ordained minister. But then you have to register with your county or the county you live in so you can do weddings and stuff in the state. So once I file that paperwork with my $5 check or and or money order, I could do uh, weddings in the state of Minnesota. I can do funerals in the state of Minnesota, and I can even start a church in the state of Minnesota. It doesn't seem like I should have this much power. You are very powerful. Yet. Then again, oh. you are on the most powerful podcast ever created, the amazing pop culture podcast. Micah DJ Rez, you're freshly back from Puerto Rico. Yes. Tell us a little bit about your trip. The trip was great. Puerto Rico is awesome. It's a lot of sun. Apparently, they were in the middle of a of a cold snap, and it was only getting up to 85 degrees in February. So everywhere we went, people were just telling us that how cold it was for February, and it was funny to hear the word cold with 85 degrees. <laughs> but apparently, February is their coldest month of the year. Uh, it was getting down to 72 degrees at night. Um, and on the coastline, there was quite breezy. The waves were gigantic. It was awesome. Probably, I don't know if I had to guess, uh, and I'm horrible at guessing, I'd say they're, you know, anywhere from eight to 10 foot waves crashing wow. on the beach. So you're getting your ass kicked if you were out there. That was swell. Oh, yeah, it was. <laughs> see what I, I see did what there? you did there. <laughs> no, you didn't see what I did there because you're somewhere else and I'm in the barn. That's right. So micro DJ Rez, you, the ocean, right away I thought of powerful Mariner tunes, powerful sea ballads, and right away I mm. thought of Wellerman. Why wouldn't you? Yes. Powerful version by Nathan Evans that got popular on the TikTok sea shanty. What do you know about that song, micro DJ Rez? Oh, what don't I know about that song? Besides becoming a viral sensation on TikTok, uh, this song has been around 
for a long time. Uh, it was first documented in the 1960s, uh, and it refers to uh, the Weller, the Wellerman, which was uh, ships owned by the Weller brothers, who would bring supplies out to sea for uh, all of the uh, the long, well, not really longshoremen. They were actually the whalers uh, in Australia and New Zealand. Um, but in early 2001, this cover by Nathan Evans became a viral hit on TikTok, which led to a huge craze around the world, not only for his song, but it, for sea shanties in general, which I think in certain parts of the world, I, it makes me think of like Britain and, and Ireland and Scotland. I think sea shanties never really went away. But yeah, this is a, a good tribute to an old song. If you just look up sea shanty, hashtag sea shanty on tiktok if you're on the tiktok and you'll find millions of videos that came out around this song it's really just a guy singing pounding on the back of a guitar or on a countertop or something so it's really uh quite genius how easy or how simple this song is it's not much except for some harmonizing voices and isn't it a powerful song it is i think it's a lot to do with the thumping that goes along with it yes so tub thumping it's just I love the powerful harmonies. I love the just the stories, the sea stories. You, you know, you think of the whale. You think of Moby Dick. You think of, you know, just being out on the ocean, the mystery. It's God, it's a good song, isn't it? It's really good. It's not even that long, even. Uh, Nathan Evans' version is 2 minutes and 35 seconds, which is probably one of the longest versions out there that's not a remix. Um, there's a lot of remix versions that get into, like, the three-minute range, um, and it, it has charted because of this song. The Nathan Evans version has charted quite a bit, actually. It's pretty much all over the world, uh, which kind of cracks me up. Did you hear the, the longest John's version? I No, I didn't. I, I saw that there it was written. There's some parts written about it, so I figured that's got to be a, a pretty good one. That one looks like that one charted in Canada and the UK, number 38 and 37, respectively. Yeah, you're going to need to check out that version, see what you think. I've heard remixes. I like the original version just with banging on the back of a guitar. Yeah. Have you ever banged on the back of a guitar? Oh, yes. And also a gong, because I like to get it on. A micro DJ is right away, I think you're a karaoke master host. Mm Mm-hmm. We got to do that song. I see that there's a karaoke version, karaoke. Are you a karaoke or karaoke guy? You mean pronouncing it karaoke or karaoke? Yeah, which one? How do you say it? (laughs) I say both. <laughs> so do I. I, yes. I. I go back and forth just because yes. that's who I am. I don't speak Japanese, so. Oh, I really think so. Yeah, no, I see that there is a, a version of it for ka- karaoke, karaoke, and uh, I'm going to have to get on top you gotta of it to it. get it. You got to get yeah. the Billy O.T. You'll have to do the deep part of the harmonizing, of course. You, you know, it really gets into that, uh, into your throat. It's, yeah. It's difficult <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I can't sing at all, but here's the thing with that. I think with the, we crank it up loud, the karaoke, and then a lot of those karaoke's have the backing vocals. Yep. So I think, and then we'll turn up the reverb, because when you turn up the reverb, everything sounds better. Yeah, I turned up the reverb last night on a couple of people. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I have to help them out a little bit. You know, yes. I got to keep them coming up. Um, one of the funniest things happened to me last night at karaoke hosting. Somebody said they were just going to lip sync the words. And uh, I told them they couldn't sing if they were just going to lip sync because that totally <laughs> ruins the whole point of karaoke. Exactly. So, it's like, I don't get it. Why are people like that, bags? Yes. To bring a sugar and tea and rum. 
God, that's a great song. Wow. I think, were you a whaler? Yes. In, in your old days? Do you think you were somebody who was on the ship waiting for the yes. weather? Yes. You know what Scrimshaw is? What? I want you to just get into the ocean, man. You know, I the, was in the ocean. Yes, I know. Get into it more. Up to my waist. Yes. That's all I but I want you. Get I into. want you in the North Sea, and I want you down by New Zealand, and just the seven seas. Mm. God, I the love that seven show. seas. <laughs> yes, I want you to sail the seven seas. We're going to have to do more sea podcasts. We've got to go out in the ocean. Uh, we, we do. We should do a podcast from the, yes. in the ocean. I think we should do that. I'm Mike here, DJ Rez. Powerful segue. <laughs> to movie roles that were turned down by huge stars. Now, what do you got for us? Let's start off with with a big what I consider kind of a big one. We're just going to shock the amazing fans, shock and awe, right away, shock and awe. So let's start with Silence of the Lambs. The Silence of the Lambs. It starred Jodie Foster as Clarice. The mm-hmm. actress that turned it down was Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, in two thousand one. Uh, in an interview with the New Yorker, Michelle Pfeiffer revealed that she had turned down the role of Clarice because she was uncomfortable with the film's evil messaging and ending. Can you believe that? So <laughs> maybe she didn't want to be uh, have things thrown on her too. I bet. No. <laughs> so she did not want to be associated with that because she was just uncomfortable with the script and the story. But it did get Jodie Foster her second. Best Actress Oscar. So it was good for Jodie Foster. Terrible for Michelle Pfeiffer. But yeah, she uh, she had an issue with uh, with the story and how evil it was. And I think it was a mistake. But good for Jodie Foster for accepting it. <laughs> <laughs> I got one for you. Okay. Horace Gump turned down by John Travolta. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That would be pretty sweet. <laughs> like, do you th- oh my god! <laughs> do you think he'd have his hairpiece or not? Um. Oh yeah, you'd have to at that point. You'd have to have a hairpiece there. <laughs> you can't have Forrest Gump without a hairpiece. God, I wish I could do John so. Travolta. Don't touch my hair. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh my god, life is like a box of chocolates. <laughs> How terrible would that actually would have been a terrible movie? Oh my god! With uh. John Travolta as Forrest Gump, wouldn't you think? <laughs> With his accent, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that New York would be hilarious. <laughs> now, I actually kind of want to see that. We, they should yes. do a, a, a version, or somebody should do a version <laughs> of that. We should get the South Park guys on top of that. Pretty Woman, the part of Richard Gere as Edward Lewis, was turned down originally by the one and only Burt Reynolds. Speaking of hairpiece. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, he decided he did not want to do it. Rumor has it that Burt turned down the opportunity to also play James Bond, uh, as he didn't think the public would accept an American 007, uh, and apparently did, would not accept uh, uh, him as a gigolo either in Pretty Woman. Yeah, I can't, see, I can't see him doing either of them. No, no, I think it was a good idea. Plus, you'd have to get, uh, you know, like a, a sheriff to chase him or something just to make it believable. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That that over-the-top slapstick comedy like that, Smoking the Bandit, works. How about The Matrix? <laughs> Turn down. Just looking at this one. <laughs> by Will Smith. Oh, man. Here come the men in black. <laughs> what would that be like? 
um, I don't know what the movie would have been like, but he would have had a really iconic song to go along with it. <laughs> so <laughs> in the matrix born and raised yeah. on the, <laughs> something like, you know, it'd have to be something to play on that. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know how that would work. I didn't think he was the best choice for uh, I am legend. So I didn't, I don't think he would have been the best choice for the matrix. No, he, he's an over the top hero, you know, movie star, you know, mm-hmm. he's, you know, he'll do the laugh and <laughs> you know, all that stuff. <laughs> But, but to be in a trippy movie like The Matrix, no, would not work yeah. at all. No, that would that would have been terrible. I think would have been bad. I have Footloose. Kevin Bacon was not the first choice to play Ren McCormick. It was actually Tom Cruise. What was the one that turned it down? We don't know actually if Tom Cruise can dance. We know he can run. But I think he turned the role down because there wasn't enough running scenes <laughs> with him in it. Uh, but yeah, he had committed to all the right moves at the time. Well, there and, you go. Uh, He'd need all the right moves. Right, yeah. Yes. So he, he couldn't Sweet do dancing. Footloose um, for that one. Um, but yeah, <laughs> just, yeah, I, uh, that was another good choice. <laughs> I don't like you, John, John Lithgow. You're dangerous. That's right, I am dangerous. <laughs> How do you think he'd do in that? Uh, he would have been inverted for sure in that one. Do you think it would have worked? Mm, I, you know, it's a, it's a good question. Maybe it would have worked. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think it would have worked. Yeah, I bet it would have. Yeah, him and John Lithgow. Yeah, let's get real. Been. Kevin Bacon is not like some powerful <laughs> actor. No, that's true. That is true. <laughs> Didn't you see him in... Uh, Tremors? Um, Trevor, yeah, Tremors. God, I wonder what that movie, who, who got that one first. But yeah. uh, Kevin Bacon seems to be the guy that gets the leftovers. I got one. Uh, why, would I, why would I say that? Uh, leftover bacon. I got mm. a good one for you. Okay. Terminator. Oh, I didn't see this one. Mel Gibson. What? <laughs> uh, but he had to do his Australian accent. Give me back my clothes. (laughs) (laughs) He'd be the first Terminator that could dislocate his shoulder to get out of (laughs) trouble. (laughs) Would he have the mullet? Oh, yeah. You have to have the mullet, right? (laughs) I mean, you're you're Riggs. (laughs) You need the mullet. (laughs) God, that would have been hilarious. He had the the thick Australian accent back then, too. And he he was acting with an American accent all the time back in the 80s, so. They, they would have had to have let him use the Australian accent, I would think, because they let they let uh, Schwarzenegger use his Australian accent. It was the lead role. I can see him as uh, you know Michael Bean's role as Sarah oh. Connor's savior. That dude, right? <laughs> right. That would work. That would work. Yeah. yeah, that would completely work. But as but the Terminator, no, that would have been no. <laughs> that would have been a bad movie. You know, I got another one for you on Mel Gibson. Oh, okay. The Michael Keaton Batman? Yes. <laughs> no, no, that one was, that would have been bad. <laughs> <laughs> would have been fun to see, though, but no, yeah. Did you uh, ever see The Year of Living Dangerously? No, I haven't seen that one. Is that a Mel Gibson flick? Yes, so I think so Mel Gibson is surprising. I think a lot of, later on, people kind of, like I say, they, they just become their character, you know? Like Tom Cruise right. is Tom Cruise movie or Arnold or but back then it may have worked. 
in a weird way. Is it Sigourney Weaver? Looks like it's in that one with him, huh? Yes. It's uh, getting a good uh, Rotten Tomato score. So, but yeah, he looks in that. He doesn't have the mullet in this movie. That's what I'm what saying. The hell? Yeah. Yeah. In, in that movie, he could have actually played like 007. Yeah. That would have worked. Maybe it would have worked as Batman. Um, speaking of the yeah, Michael because just going back to Batman and Michael Keaton, obviously everyone knows when that came out and they said Michael Keaton, like, wait, Mr. Mom is going to play Batman? Right. You know what I mean? He was a comedian and that worked. So yeah, that's that, true. That's why you, you, that's why you never say never because a lot of times like the Michael Keaton one's a prime example back in the eighties when you saw Michael Keaton, you just thought wacky comedies. And you're like, mm-hmm. no, dude, you're going to have him. <laughs> All right. So let's, let's keep with that, with that Batman. Okay. Let's say it's not Michael Keaton that they did. They got Mel Gibson to do it. The Joker was not originally written for, or uh, uh, offered to Jack Nicholson. It was John Lithgow. Now put those two in the movie together, John Lithgow and Mel Gibson. You have a, a sweet ass movie. I think we were robbed. I talked myself into Mel Gibson playing Batman. John Lithgow as the Joker would have been uh, been pretty funny. <laughs> and just just put now put yeah just put Mel Gibson and John Lithgow in those roles and let's let's roll the dice and let's see what kind of Batman we get out of that one. Yeah, I don't know about that one. <laughs> and then in the sequel, you put Jodie Foster as Catwoman. Yes. So. I can't talk like Jodie Foster. She talks like her jaws wired shut. That was a good one. That was a Thank good Jodie Foster. <laughs> Thank you. I, I thought got... it was on the. I thought Jodie Foster was hosting <laughs> the show today. <laughs> I got a good one for you. Okay. Al Pacino is Han Solo. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> That's, re- that's real. Even I get boarded sometimes. <laughs> oh, this is Leia. She's got a great ass. <laughs> <Hoo-wah>. <laughs> oh, Chewbacca. Maybe a little head and shoulders. <laughs> uh, yes. That scene when he gets put in carbonite and she's, <laughs> I love you. I know. Oh. <laughs> you trying to tell me that you know <laughs> yeah, I'm frozen in carbonite I wake up and everyone's got delusions of grandeur <laughs> uh, yeah that <laughs> that would have made the movie better <laughs> so far of all the ones that's the one I feel most robbed on <laughs> hey she's <laughs> <laughs> you know, in some universe, there Al Pacino did play that role, and it was the best role ever made <laughs> for an actor. <laughs> uh, uh, what was one of his iconic lines in Heat when he's, you know, when things go down, <laughs> and I'm there. <laughs> oh fuck, that that's too much. That's that perfect. one's too much. Yeah. That would have been awesome. We should write a uh, an Al Pacino version of Star Wars, <laughs> and then act it out. Just just because. My <laughs> God, uh, Brokeback Mountain Dags. Yes. Uh, we know it starred Heath Ledger and Jake Gyllenhaal, but it was turned down by three 
iconic actors. It was turned down by Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, Brad Pitt, and Matt Damon. They all turned them down. Uh, they, it looks like they were uh, struggling to fill those two roles, and Heath Ledger and Jake Gyllenhaal were the first two to say yes, so that's how they ended up with those roles. Yeah, I, I think that was a good choice. Yeah, I think so. How about Mel Gibson, Gladiator, turned down? Whoa. I'd see, cause I think Russell Crowe was the best pick for that one. It's like that role was meant for him. So Yeah, but totally, uh, totally Mel Gibson could have done it. Yeah, you think that's of Bra- true. Braveheart? Yeah. And that's also, probably why they asked him, was because of the Braveheart. Yes, and, and Mel Gibson basically said that uh, Russell Crowe was just ripping off his, his act. Because <laughs> they're from us, he's from Australia as well. <laughs> but if you, no, it's the way he, if you like his eye pop, you know, where his eyes pop out like that. Oh, sure. And he does that thing where he, he looks in his eyes, he gets real psycho looking. Yeah. And if you think about it, it's true. He really does act like him. Yeah, that is, that is correct. And then uh, throw in Gerard Butler, and then you just got well, like exactly. a trio yeah, of the same yeah. actor. You're right. You're right. Absolutely. That's a perfect one too. And mm-hmm. I don't know if Gerard Butler is ripping off Russell Crowe, who's ripping off Mel Gibson. <laughs> right. You know, it's like, yeah. when, it's like when you do an impersonation, basically you're just ripping off another comic that does the impersonation. <laughs> right. You know, like you do Al Pacino. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. You're saying we were ripping people off. Yes. Get out of here. <laughs> is there a copyright on that? Uh, yeah, we just got, we copyright, yes. copyright, yeah. uh, amazing pop culture podcast. There you go. It's just like when you do Arnold, you know, everyone does, <laughs> everyone does it. Yeah. He just got a royalty check just showed up yes. in his mailbox. He doesn't know why. He's like, Oh, somebody did an impression of me. Thanks. <laughs> uh, uh, how about Bette Midler starring in sister act instead of Whoopi Goldberg? <laughs> That Whoa. that was that was an actual thing. How do you, you do Whoopi? <laughs> oh, she's got a real gravelly voice. <laughs> you trying does, to yeah, tell me that, that I'm talking like Whoopi Goldberg? <laughs> that sounds like uh, Al Pacino doing a Whoopi that's, Goldberg. That's what I was attempting to do. <laughs> and uh, Bette Midler has uh, been quoted as saying that was one of the biggest mistakes of her career is turning down that role. Uh, I think Whoopi Goldberg would say otherwise, because what, they make, what, three movies out of that? They made a whole franchise out of it, Dags, as the kids would say these days. Did you see the first one? I did see the first one. I, um, I saw the second one, and I remember thinking that the second one sucked. So Was she in all three of them? I believe, I believe so. Oh, you know, I think the third one may have been, I don't think Whoopi was in the third one. I think it was the yeah. other two nuns. <laughs> the the small you know the the shy one and then the more boisterous well, one. The I other nun was in uh, Hocus Pocus, right? With Bat Midler, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, that is correct. And in the sequel too, the Hocus Pocus too. <laughs> and I think that one was called Hokiest Pokiest. Yes, we got we got to practice uh, Al Pacino singing Wellerman. <laughs> oh. All right. There once was a ship that put to sea. Oh, I started to sound like Grover. Today, boys and girls, we're going to learn the sea shanty. There once was a ship to put to sea. Brought to you by the letter H. And we're the number 10. Le- we're going to learn near and far. Near, far. How come there has never been a superhero movie, Super Grover? 
The uh, fans that's demand a good it. Question. Yeah, we need an amazing Super Grover movie. Yes, I've tweeted it out before. I'm going to tweet it out again. Who wants to see a Super Grover movie? Yeah, we got to get Kevin Feig on that right away. Feig, Feig, the MCU know. guy. <laughs> Wasn't he fired? <laughs> uh, no, I think it was Gunn. I think you're thinking of Tim 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 Gunn, James J. J. Abrams, or who is it? J. J. Abrams, yeah, <laughs> the guy with the explosions. What's his name? The lens flare? I don't know. <laughs> Powerful. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter. Speaking of Twitter, we're always on Twitter 24-7 at Amazing Pop Pod. And make sure you follow Mike Rez at Mike Rez Radio. We have a powerful podcast. We're going to need you to leave a review that helps us out with the algorithms. Wherever you listen to podcasts, please leave a review. We're available everywhere fine podcasts are found. Mike or DJ Rez, tell us a little bit about Mike Rez Radio and what's going on with that. Sure, Mike Rez Radio. Check it out. MikeRezRadio.com. You can also download the Mike Rez Radio app. It's a internet radio station with a focus on podcast digs. So uh, I want you to listen to that. We got a couple from Florida. We got a couple from the UK, and we're still looking to add some shows. So check it out early and often. Powerful. Oh, I hope you guys had a good time tonight. Powerful episode talking about movie roles that actors (laughs) turned down. (laughs) Yes. Most most of them were Burt Reynolds and Al Pacino. (laughs) With a little bit of Mel Gibson thrown in. And if you guys do karaoke, make sure you try Wellerman. That's going to do it for today's powerful episode. Just ask you one thing. Please tell a friend about our podcast. And until next time, you've just enjoyed the amazing pop culture podcast. Thank you for listening to the Amazing Pop Culture Podcast. The Amazing Pop Culture Podcast is available everywhere fine podcasts are found. Please leave a rating and review where you listen to podcasts. Like and follow the Amazing Pop Culture Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And shop our Amazing Pop Culture merch. This has been an Amazing Pop Culture Podcast production. 